I'm feeling so free Yet everyone says it's no good for me Time and time again it feels like a cage I'm trapped in So craving the burn when it's all gone Find myself empty when it's done Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the West Bank Boys. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Devil Born Closure. That was currently the song that you just heard as our intro. It is a band that is local to Big Rapids area of Michigan, United States. Uh, please check them out on Spotify. They are out on Spotify. They have several thousand followers listening to their music right now i encourage you to please go check out their their album that is currently out on there right now which is say no more um also brought to you by volte's cocaine and other pharmaceutical drugs if you want some cocaine that is as white as the bitch that is snorting it off your cock by all means reach on out to the page we'll set you up right and or marijuana or other substances whatever the fuck you need just reach on out we'll figure it out for you yeah um and jameson irish whiskey jameson please reach on out to us if you want us to stop featuring you inside of our episodes please for the love of god send us a case of handles i mean that could be you know six half gallons if you want i don't care that's that's three apiece for me and my co-host. I mean, please do it. You you don't want us constantly featuring, or maybe you do. You want to dip into our side of the world? Let's do it, Jameson Irish Whiskey. Moving on into this episode's fun stuff. Tonight, I am actually without my co-host. Um, This episode is dedicated to my Uncle James. Uh, the man recently passed away October 30th of 2020. Uh, November 16th, which was four days ago for me, would have been his 44th birthday. So, Uncle James, this episode is to you. I love you. <clears throat> uh, we're going to dive right into uh, the lovely world of Randy. Yes, Randy fucking Randy. I love every single one of you that are listening. All five fucking listeners. I appreciate your time. So I'm not going to try wasting too much of it. Um, being that this episode is de dedicated to my uncle, I do want to include some things about him that are just amazing and why I believe he was an amazing human being and that he was stripped away from the surf a little too soon. 
otherwise I'm going to try to keep this as positive and cheerful as I can. Um, my uncle James was an inspiration to me on many facts of life, whether it be his kind of carefree take on the world. The man loved his alcohol, which I do as well. Uh, he liked his bud heavy. Currently, I am drinking me a PBR because uh, they are. They are delicious and cheap. That's the biggest thing. I won't touch no Natty Daddies or that fucking, uh, that disgusting ass bush light or Rolling Rock. Ugh. Although that is a cut above that natural light. Natural light or Keystone. That's for, uh, that's for some hardcore alcoholics. Ugh. Hardcore alcoholics on a fucking budget. Ugh. God, you won't catch me with that. You'll sooner see me with a goddamn steel reserve in my hand. God damn it, I'm breaking everything inside my house right now. Uh, I've currently had a few too many PBRs, so you're going to have to bear with me through this episode. I am without my co-host to lean on for things. So, um, Uncle James, great man, big inspiration on many facets of life from his carefree personality to his willingness to help others it's it, he said that it was kind of a curse but i don't that was his meaning in life is to help others it sometimes he got taken advantage of and for those with big hearts that that's a very common thing that happens um got a big heart you get taken advantage of if you didn't know that well that means you don't have big enough of a heart and that means you need to go out there and go start helping some people um those of us with uh, emotions and hearts and feel for other individuals and want to see them succeed and you know want to do our part to help make their lives easier we uh we tend to do the best and the most that we can for other human beings and that was Uncle James to the T. Um, the man had his own flaws, but he, at the end of the day, he just wanted to help other people. And he got taken advantage of quite a bit because of it. Um, so those of you with big hearts, be careful, be careful who you extend your heart out to because sometimes it may not be in your best interest long run right i'm not saying don't help people i'm saying be careful of who you help because it may extend into a much longer term uh, abuse kind of thing right uncle james was not just a person that i idolized because of his mechanical aptitude but his big heart and his love for his family and family being that whether well, related or not if he accepted you as his family it includes his friends then you are family and he treated you as such and i do the exact same with my friends my friends are not friends to me they are they are brothers and sisters to me i will do just about anything for them along with what he did for his friends um the man has done 
an extensive amount of things for family and friends, ranging from, you know, coming in personally me, giving <laughs> gasoline to me. Well, I'm drunk as shit. Uh, in the middle of it, oh no, I was drunk as shit. It wasn't even gas that night. It was, uh, I needed a ride home because I'm way too shit faced sitting on the side of the road. And the old man, uh, uh, for whatever reason, I was like, uh, I should probably call Uncle James. And, uh, he gave me a ride home. Um, <laughs> left my car, car sitting on the side of the road. I had somebody take me out there the next day, but he showed up drunk as shit. They come get me. I mean, that's, that's a risk all in itself i mean maybe it wasn't calculated or it was hey i'm drunk as shit but if i'm going to jail it's gonna be me and not my nephew so i owe a big love to him for that um of course the i don't know 30 times he's helped me with my vehicles because i am not mechanically inclined it just sets me off in just awe of how he was with vehicles, anything that had fucking gears and belts and fucking doohickeys. I don't know. That man figured it out every single time. He'd figure something out. Same thing with carpentry. Was he the best carpenter? No. I mean, I did a little bit of carpentry and I got decent at laying some base treads and risers and doing some casing around doors. But he knew how to get it done and he got it done. Maybe not on a professional level, but he got it done right. He knew how to help you figure out what needed to be done so that it could be done. And he could enjoy a nice ice cold beer. Because God forbid you give him a beer beforehand, let me tell you, I had me a 95 Dodge Dakota. Beautiful black truck, man. I called her Black Betty Mark II. I had a dog named Black Betty that passed away, and she was she was my dog. My doggo. Wonderful dog. So I named the truck after her. Um, I had a rack and pinion go out on that truck, and my steering was all fucked up, man. I had my uncle and my stepdad <laughs> work on it while they were fucking drunk. First of all, 16-year-old Randy, bad idea. Don't let your uncle work on vehicles drunk, which, by the way, I did not allow since then. Because them motherfuckers did not, they forgot, and my uncle laughingly told me, I forgot to turn your steering wheel all the way back to the other side, so your steering wheel is upside down. He connected it while the steering wheel was cranked all the way over, so that it made it easier for them to connect it to the other side, right? I don't know all the, the intricacies of that, so it, I sound like a moron, which, when it comes to mechanical stuff, I certainly am. Um, so I went to high school throughout my high school yeah years with an upside down steering wheel so you know how cool it was to go to school with a fucking rusted out truck where you had a girl climb in and she fucking cut her leg and her pants on your goddamn rusty ass uh wheel or uh run boards and then she climbs in and then sees that your steering wheel is upside down that's how you know you motherfucking redneck brother yee yee <laughs> nah i actually uh Never held that against them. Um, I actually laughed my ass off. But when I had gotten girls in the car, it was a little little bit of a story to share with them. Uh, yeah, so uh, I didn't work on this myself. I had my uncle and my stepdad work on it, yada, yada. And, uh, uh, please forgive me, my truck, for cutting you. It just likes blood. That was such a nice truck, though. Besides the rust, like, 
mechanically it was sound besides changing a few things, but that thing went forever, man. I rolled that bitch into the dirt up until I uh, totaled it out on the highway. Ah, oh, such a lovely truck. I'm going to stop droning out on my truck because, god damn it, I miss having a truck. Do what makes you happy. So, my Uncle James loved helping people. He loved his job. He loved his dogs. Find something in your life, which I am still searching for myself, that genuinely to the bottom of my heart is what I strive to do. And that man was helping others, doing things with his hands. He loved working with his hands. Various different things, man. He'd sit out there in a shed, which his shed was not just a single shed. It was two sheds put together that he fucking threw together. Um, I do recall a time me and my uh, my buddy Derek and I were sitting out in there and we were getting shit-faced with my uncle. It just snockered up, man. Luckily, I didn't have too far to drive, but uh, I was just sitting out there. Typical, you know, I guess bathroom guy talk about life and telling stories and whatnot. And apparently, my Uncle James one time used to, uh, he had a car that my mother had given him. Um, God, I think it was a Buick, maybe. Anyway, there's something called rail riding, I think it is. It's when you, uh, <laughs> highway exits, they have those guardrails, right? Well, my uncle used to ride them. Like, he would put the car on the sides of them and just fucking floor it. Pedal to the fucking floor, gun it, just uh, f until it ended. Wild. Just telling us those stories and really laughing our fucking asses off, sharing stories of my current youth, like, at that time. It was wonderful times, man. It was just making memories, you know? Make memories with those that you love. You want to be able to look back on the individuals that you choose to be in your life. Because you always choose who's to be in your life, right? Whether it is actual blood family or friends, right? Make memories with them. Make solid memories that stick with you. Stuff you can look back on and you can just laugh. That's the key point in life is my uncle left so many memories with a lot of people, his funeral was the largest funeral I have ever seen in my life. That man had love from everybody. And I would love if my funeral that <laughs> were that fucking big. I, that's not a goal, but if it were that big, I mean, I'm dead, so I don't fucking know, right? <laughs> so much love for that man. Um... The bar he used to drink at took great care of him. Fuck, they auctioned off a fucking kayak, and they raised a lot of money to cover his funeral expenses for it. It was amazing. One of the, like, build up a community that loves you, and your community will take care of you. Really. And community being, like, a group of friends. You all love and care for one another. You want to see the best. You help each other in ways that you can to an extent, right? Because there's some things that you just you can't help with, right? Like so if you're struggling financially, we can do sacrifice your finances to help somebody else. There, there, there's an extent, right? That's just an example. This, 
Uncle James is a big topic for me. He's been weighing in on my head, but I'm going to share a quick story about Uncle James on my wedding reception night. So, uh, wife, I am dearly sorry that I am sharing this with you. Thank you, honey. Please power off. I'm sharing this with the open world, but uh, on my reception night, which uh, I need everybody to be fair, I was 21, so I was freshly faced, able to drink. Uh, for our reception, I got a full keg, not a pony keg, which I should have gotten, a full keg of beer, and then other people brought liquor and their own fucking and beer of choice. I was drinking all day long. Uh, and this is like context, just so you guys are aware. Um, drinking all day long, fucking beer funnels, um, shotgunning, all of it, all fucking day long. The missus wasn't too pleased because she was dealing with a six month, uh, four month old at the time. Yes. Scarlet was only four months old. Three. Three, excuse me, three months old. Anyway, I'm very inebriated, heavily inebriated. It's about mm, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. And we were playing a game called Waterfall. Those of you that know what that game is, you know you don't want the King's Cup. Those of you that don't know, please Google it. I encourage you to play that game once. And don't play with liquor. Um, my sister decided to put, I don't know, a glug is glug so you know when a bottle goes glug 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 right so glug is like equal to like one shot or yeah one shot in my head so that thing went glug 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 like she filled up a fucking like half of a goddamn solo cup of fireball which is my least favorite fucking whiskey in this world it is the most disgusting drink i would rather drink uh what is it blue Oh, God damn it. UV blue. I'd rather drink UV blue than fucking fireball. Cinnamon is delicious in like apple something. Like if you do like apple cinnamon is good or cinnamon inside of like cocoa, put cinnamon in whiskey. Oh, God, you're just asking for fucking heartburn through your fucking asshole. Like you'll feel it through your throat and your ass. Hate it. Um, she filled that bitch up and then a couple more beers are poured in there, different beers. And my fucking unlucky ass decided to pull the King's cup and waterfall. So I had to slug this bitch. Well, I'm already heavy, heavily intoxicated at this point. And excuse me. Talking about being intoxicated makes me thirsty, you know, for more beer. heavily intoxicated at this point as it is i take that cup i slug it down the missus is not mrs randy is not pleased whatsoever she already knows like uh god damn it my husband is about to be sleeping out in the grass little did she know i was going savage that night um this is from here on out it's all like uh, after, after the fact storytelling to me, because I blacked the fuck out, everything went dark. I was gone. No, Randy was no more. It became raccoon Randy. <laughs> yes. The hissing included. Um, 
apparently I was sitting in the bushes hissing at everybody. Uh, my buddy Trevor uh, decided to try calming me down while I was completely shit-faced. And calming me down meant threatening me and or fighting me. So he came into the bushes after me. Um, somehow altercation pursued into... I'm on top of him choking him out. And his face was turning purple. My uh, My lovely Uncle James. God bless this man. He saved a human's life. Choked me the fuck out. And shit his pants in the process. <laughs> we couldn't find Uncle James the next day. Like, he was just gone. Like, where the fuck is Uncle James at, man? What happened last night? Why do I hurt? Um, going savage? He, uh, he came up, saw me, like, choking my friend and threw me in a chokehold. And apparently I was a little too strong for him. And he shit his pants. Somebody found pants down by the river the next morning. I wonder whose pants they were, but Uncle James is nowhere around. Oh, God. That's the most hilarious moment I've had with that man. He'd probably be a little bit turning red right now and threatening to kick my ass. But I love you, Uncle James. You'll forgive me. <laughs> uh, um, I do remember is his wedding to his second lady, Jennifer. I don't know if that was his first first marriage or second. I don't, I'm unaware of that. I was too young at the time, but little Randy, little, little tight, seven, eight years old. Um, sit inside a banquet hall. He's just reading and getting prepared for his wedding, right? Reading off his marriage vows, vows and whatnot and, I'm walking off, and you know, Uncle James, how you doing, buddy? And yeah, he's he's not his normal drunk. He's pretty sober right now. And he's like, "Hey, stand right there and listen to me. Does this sound okay?" And he starts reading off his stuff. He starts reading off his vows, and I don't remember what he said to me, but I knew it was a very serious thing that he wanted me to listen to, and he wanted my you know child opinion on. And, you know, it sounded good to me, so I told him it was all right. But it was the fact that uh, he he shared those with me. Um means a lot, man. You know, those kinds of things. You, know, you don't think about children when you're reading your vows. <laughs> you want to bounce them off your best man, if anything. He, he was a great human being, and he shared a lot of things with a lot of people. His love being the biggest thing. He loved his family deeply, and family being blood or uh, Aunt Terry's family, you know, bringing in her children, her, what, four, five, four, one, two, three, four, and then, uh, and then his boy made five, yes, her four children, and caring for them and seeing them grow from just, you know, children that were my age when he was at his first you know, marriage to, or his, his marriage to Jen to, at that point, because they were all young when I first met them, they were little tykes, you know, little, little Randall, not me, but the other, they are, there's another Randall, the other Randall is maybe fucking four, maybe three, four years old when I first met him, now he's a fucking teenager, god damn, I'm getting old, <laughs> 
he took care of them financially and you know sometimes as as a man would like a, a father figure would um every man every human being i should say has their flaws obviously my uncle's was his alcohol but the times when he didn't have the bottle he was one hell of a fucking human being to be around even when he had it around it's just the frequency that he did it was not good for him which inevitably led to his uh, his demise but um i thank you all for for listening in um if anything you get from this episode it is that you should love those closest to you keep an open and big heart but shelter it to an extent knowing you're being taken advantage of and always make memories with those that you love something you can cherish on forever this is randy i'm closing out i love every single one of you that are listening thank you for your time we'll catch you again on the next episode of the motherfucking west bank boys cooter (laughs) Ooh, <laughs>